I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You can run with this then. Well, I've pressed record. Good for you. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you. Hello there, this is I Miss You Man. My name is Lonnie, his name is Dylan. Dylan, how are you? Doing amazing. How about you? <laughs> I don't know if I'm as good as you by the sounds of it, but I'm doing, mm. I'm doing pretty well. No, you'll get there. Good on you. Yeah. What's the I Miss You Man story, Dylan? Well, Lonnie, it's a story about two mates who miss each other, can't get enough of each other, so they get in contact every week to take each other on a journey. Could be about anything, life, pop culture, everything in between. Dylan, I've read the title of this episode, and it says it's the Christina Chronicles chapter 35, Black Snake Moe. What does that mean? Well, you know what? I'll tell you what that means. That means that we're doing an episode of our mega series where we go through the entire filmography in chronological order. Oldest and newest, one of our favorite actors. Christina Ritchie. Oi, oi, oi. Yes, and cinematic output. We, we have plans to go back and watch the other stuff at some point, but we're just focusing on the movies right now, aren't we? Yeah, we might watch that episode of Grey's Anatomy. We might, might tune into Yellow Jackets at some point. Possibly. We're not promising anything, though. But it feels wrong at this point, doesn't it? We're in the, we're in the movie land. We're on the silver screen. Uh, Black Snake Moan was not one that I've seen before, Dylan. And going off the premise... I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. How about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm open to anything, especially if Sam Jackson's there. Can't get enough of Sam Jackson, mate. Come you do, on. You do like him a lot. What is that premise? It's a bit of a weird one. So basically, um, Christina plays like a, a former like a abuse victim, really, who has these spells where she needs to have sex as soon as possible, pretty much. Yeah, it's some sort of nymphomania, which I have to assume exists only in the movies, not in real life to that degree. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Mm. And Sam Jackson plays uh, a religious old farmer who's had his faith shaken a bit by his wife cheating on him with his brother. But then he finds Christina Ritchie's character, um, who had just been beaten in an attempted rape. They thought they killed her, so they dropped her off on the road. So he brought her home, finds out she's got this uh, nymphomania, I guess you could call it, mm. and he tries to cure her of it by keeping her chained up and getting the devil's curse off her, basically. Weird one. Weird concept <laughs> for odd. a movie. Odd. And it's it's playing with taboos and it's sort of tapping into, you know, really confrontational elements and images and um, characters. And that's the premise, right? And that, that all happens. 
and we we talk about spoilers here, so we're getting straight into it. It ends on a very cheery note. Ends with a wedding. Ends yeah. with everybody happy, which is very, very dissonant. Ending. Very dissonant to what came before, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, in a sense, yeah. But and, you know, the roads were leading there, so I wasn't totally caught off guard by it. Yeah, there's lots of exploitative elements though, um, which I think kind of depends how much you can run with that and, and how much you're willing to suspend your disbelief to this concept at its core, I suppose, isn't it? Mm. How, how do you land on it? Did you like it? What do you think of all that? Yeah, I thought it was okay. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I didn't absolutely love it, though. If I had to put it somewhere, I'd probably put it above average on what we've watched so far. Sure. Because her and Sam Jackson, both great performances in the movie, I thought. I, I think they're the saving grace, to be honest. Um, Sam Jackson in particular, sort of, he brings a bit of pathos and empathy and believability to this quite over-the-top scenario. Um, and he's killing it with the blues elements as well. Um, that's a yeah. strong sort of his his character plays a lot of blues in this in this movie, playing the guitar on camera, which just works pretty well. Uh, yeah. Justin Timberlake also is in there, and not knowing knowing Justin Timberlake and then knowing the character he's playing and seeing those first few scenes play out, and I was like, don't know where this is going. He actually does a pretty good job. Yeah, he's a pretty good actor. I mean, he's good in Social Network. Um... Am I imagining this, or did you and I see In Time at the movies? Was that you we, and me? We, we did see that. I think we saw it with the fellas at our Skewley's week. At Skewley? I, I think it was just us. I don't think the fellas wanted to come, actually, oh, did they? Well, I, fuck I them. think we all saw the in-betweeners together, but you, I think you and I just saw In Time. Perfect. I mean, it was fine, I guess. Yeah. But I, from what I recall, he was okay in it. I looked so. through his um, filmography because I'm trying to work out sort of what the... Trying to chart that sort of thing. Mainly been Trolls films the last few years. Um, but every now and then he pops up in a drama and look, he's actually pretty good. He holds his own for the most part. It's weird. Musicians are pretty good actors, generally, aren't they? They they can pull it off. Um but this is like a very serious role. He's playing a soldier who's plagued by panic attacks and anxiety. Yeah, and he's he's working um, well, he's, a, he's a wannabe soldier, I should say. He's trying to live that life, but it's not working out for him. And he's got some quite intense scenes that are played quite truthfully compared to some of the more over-the-top elements, which are almost you know, Tarantino-esque, some of the stuff with Sam Jackson and, and Christina Ricci's. But he's just played pretty you know, close to the bone. And he holds his own. I was expecting him to be bad, but he wasn't. So maybe that's just me. Yeah, I think you need to start believing in JT, mate. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, he's the man who brought Sassy back, so I should believe in him, shouldn't oh. I? Mate, absolutely. Um, so, as I mentioned before, the, the the sort of schmaltzy ending is kind of earned by that point because these characters who start off in sort of caricature mode do get more depth to them. And so when they've got an unlikely friendship looming and then you know, by by chance, by God, whoever it might be, they've come in, into each other's lives and made each other's lives better. This is Sam Jackson and Christina Ricci's characters. And can they sort of work out how to move forward together? 
that all kind of works. To me, you didn't need the kidnapping aspect. You could have just had them cross paths in some other way. It, it went too far for me, the kidnapping. But that is like the unique selling point in why the film exists to push that boundary. But I, I just, it didn't work for me. Yeah, sure. I mean, it wasn't a kidnapping. It was an imprisonment. Sure. Please okay. get it right. Okay. Thank and you. I get his whole thing, you know, his his reasoning to begin with by not going to the police when he's found this girl has been beaten up on the side of the road. He's like, I'm a older black guy. She's a younger white woman. That's not going to end well. Yeah. yeah, for me. Yeah. So I get that. But the next step went too far. The imprisonment. <laughs> he just refuses to let her leave until uh, she stops being such a nympho, basically. Yeah, didn't didn't need that. The unlikely friendship would have been enough for me. Yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. Um, I can kind of see where like they're coming from because he's good it's a bit of a religious aspect with him his reasoning i could buy it more um if at the start he there's a scene where it says he's deliberately missed church i mean you can't be that religious if you're gonna miss church just when your wife cheats on you with your brother true you'd be so religious that you want god to help you need a sign from god to help you through it i i agree i i didn't really pick up that he was that religious until it sort of was called upon in the in the script for that to be the reason why he's doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think there is a way to tell the story without going that far. Um, but as I said, that is the, the crux of the film, is, is that it's going too far. I also don't like the idea that, I don't know, this girl's abused and so she grows up to be sexually promiscuous and so we've got to cure her of that by chaining her up and throwing Bible verses at her and stuff like that. I just didn't... Something about that doesn't sit quite right with me. <laughs> sure, no, I can see that. Yeah, mm. definitely. I also do understand some of the imagery here is meant to shock and offend and part of that is by having a black man chaining up a woman, a white woman, in a sort of inverse of you know, slavery um, mm. connotations or imagery we might have seen previously. Yeah, sure. I don't know if that was it, like that's the extent of what we're getting at. But, I mean, this might not be the best thing to say about a movie, but like it's, it's more memorable, some of the scenes and more memorable the other ones we've seen in this Christina Chronicles like, it's shocking, and it sticks in your mind. Is that a good thing? Is that a commendable? I mean, something. It's basically, like, the advertisement for the, for the movie. Mm. Sam Jackson with Christina Ritchie chained up. That's, like, all the posters and the, the cover. Yeah. So I think they were just trying to sell it on this, um, you know, out there, crazy inverse idea yeah. of slavery. I've got, I've got to shock you into going to see the movie, I guess. I guess so. Getting your bum on the seat in the cinema is, you know, a big part of how films are advertised and the premise and whatever and why it was made, it's to be honest. number one, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a quote that, that speaks to this, but I'll bring it up now in that sense. Do, do we think it's right that a lot of the film is is about titillating you, right? And she's not in many clothes. She's nude, a lot of it, a lot of sex and stuff. The chain aspect is like, you know, S&M sort of stuff. 
but then her character is quite tragic. She's a, a sexual abuse victim. She's never yeah. had any love in her life, it seems. I don't know if that's the sort of character we're supposed to be aroused by. Yeah. Yeah, it is a bit odd. Again, probably just there for shock value overall, I suppose, but... Yeah. I guess It's so. also weird for us, too. Every, every time we see Christine and Aid, it's odd, because we've seen her grow up from oh, no. mermaids that, to near. That's been the premise of this whole... Yeah, mega series. Um, It'd be like if a brother saw her at the movies like this. That's yeah, how I feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what what about this in in context? We just saw Monster a few chapters ago. Um, do you think Christina's trying to have her Monster moment here? But <laughs> not to the same degree, is it? No, definitely not. I mean, yeah. I, I just yeah. The the fact it's not treated. Uh, in any glamour in Monster no. at all. And you're not meant to be aroused by Charlize Theron's character at all in that. So I think that might be the difference, possibly. Yeah, it's tone. A lot of it, isn't it? Tone and form. Yeah. Um, yeah. So said the other day to me that she thinks Monster is the best film performance ever. From Charlize? Yeah, Charlize. Up there. It's hard to argue. Yeah. It's hard to argue. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, our boy Roger wrote a review. Um, although on Wikipedia, it does say that Kevin Smith filled in for Roger on the TV um, show that he used to have that week. <laughs> <laughs> he loved it. So. <laughs> yeah, all right. Fair enough. Um, but in the written review, Roger, he gave it three stars out of four. So that's you know, pretty good. Wow. Um, name. But he, he can't seem to quite put his finger on it, which I think is similar to us here. Um, that's fair. He takes a bit of bit of um, humour in his title, though. He calls it Unchain My Tart. <laughs> okay. Okay. Righto, Roger. Um, Settle down with your cleverness. <laughs> Shall I read it to you? Yeah, go on. Well, actually, I've got quite a bit of it because it's quite well-written. Bug always. <laughs> Roger Ebert wrote, I'd never really heard many half-snarts before. Half-snorts. <laughs> What's a half-snart? <laughs> Snarts. Sneeze and a fart, mate. Have you never had one of those before? <laughs> Not personally. <laughs> oh, really? Interesting. I had the, I had the tart on my, on my my brain. Okay, I'll say again. I'd never really heard many half snorts before snorts yes and silence what do you make of an audience that has no idea how to react black snake moan is the oddest most peculiar movie i've ever i've seen about sex and race and redemption in the deep south it is pretty odd i'll give him that yeah hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Because I'm just saying... It is no coincidence that Jackson's character is named Lazarus, and Lazarus determines to return Christina from near death or whooping cough, one or the other. Uh, he makes a bit of funny, like, how, how sick is she? Does she just need some medicine, like a bit of cough syrup, or is she, like, almost dead? Yeah, there's an odd, there was an odd beat that never really got followed up on. She was, like, coughing all through yeah. the first half of the movie. Weird. Maybe, I guess she did just need cough medicine, because yeah. Sam Jackson gets that for her, and That's then she's right. fine. Uh, no saint himself, he wants to redeem her from a life of sluttery, which is not something I thought we'd ever hear from Roger, but that's what he said. <laughs> he says, his technique, with a refreshing directness, is to chain her to a radiator. Good thing he lives way out in the wilderness. Lazarus and Ray, it's Christine's character, have no sex per se, but they do a powerful lot of slapping, cursing and chain rattling. And the reaction of the blue-collar town on market day is a study. I think the point is that Lazarus and Ray somehow redeem each other through these grotesqueries, a method I always urge be used with extreme caution. Here's the thing though, Dylan. He says, I love the way both Samuel Jackson and Christina Ricci take chances like this, and the way that Brewer, the director, creates characters of unbelievable forbearance, like Ronnie, that is uh, Justin Timberlake, who is in a more or less constant state of panic attacks and compulsion. And I like the understated way the rural Tennessee locations are used. You've never seen a movie like this before. Then again, you may hope not to. Some good blues music helps carry the day. <laughs> um, what do you th- how would you rate this in terms of Samuel Jackson performances, Dylan? I mean... Pure performance, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'll put it up there. Probably, you know, above Nick Fury. But most of his action-oriented roles, as far as drama goes, probably all the Tarantinos are better than this. But mm. I'll put it just under those. I would say. Okay, that's high praise for you. Who's a you're a big QT fan. Hey, love me some QT. But yeah, I thought he was great in this. Yeah. Uh, well. Roger says here, I heard some days after the screening that Jackson considers this his best performance. And this was at that time, so maybe he's done better since. Mm. Django, whatever. Oh, yeah, definitely Django. <laughs> uh, well, maybe it is. He disappears into the role, and a good performance requires energy, daring, courage, and intensity, which he supplies in abundance. Few actors could accomplish work at this level with this screenplay. As for Christina Ricci, she is the right actor for this role. She embodies this poor, mixed-up creature and lets you experience both her pain and her hope. Her work defines the boundaries of the thankless. Christina was really good. We'll give her that. Oh, yeah. That Bathler carried the film. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, especially the scene for Christina was with when she confronts her mum in the uh, grocery store. Oh, and then... Yeah. So her mum basically turned a blind eye to the abuse that Christina was suffering from her, one of her um, partners. Um, 
And Christina just lets, lets it all go. And she's quite quiet at the beginning, but then the rage comes out. Um, it was quite kind, yeah, of, she kind of... She kind of goes back and forth on it. Like, she's confrontational at the start, then her mum gets hmm. up her, and then she kind of whimpers down again like a scared little child. And then after that, she just unleashes on it. It's very good. Yeah, quite unstated compared to some of the other elements of the film, which kind of strain to that heightened reality. Sure. Yeah. Um, we've got another review here, Dylan, from Empire Magazine. They said, oh, How many times have you seen a movie and wondered what the hell everyone was thinking? After all, it's a process that requires an awful lot of effort. First, you need a script, then a director, some stars, maybe a studio or, may, or just a businessman with deep pockets. But whatever the pal- palaver, it boils down to one thing. At some point, everybody will get together, some of them will stand in front of a camera and act the damn thing out, while everyone else is standing around the video village, watching the playback and saying, yep, that's where the money's going. In theory, Black Snake Moan ought to be a copper... Oh, wait. So yeah, basically that's the start of it. It's sort of like, (laughs) how the hell did this get made? They go on to say, (laughs) in theory, Black Snake Moan ought to be a copper-bottom stinker, but in reality... It's a flawed but strangely charming morality tale, a conservative fairy tale, despite its steamy quasi-porno trimmings. Yeah, weird. Um, It does say, it's hard to say from where precisely the film gets its integrity, but it's safe to start with Samuel L. Jackson. Um, There, opposite to us and Roger, Empire says, although Christina Ricci is the star who appears to be taking a risk, rolling around in distractingly pristine white pants and a pointless top that doesn't seem to be designed to cover anything at all. It's Jackson who faces the task of not only carrying the film, but saving it and himself from derision. You could have a top. Be rough on, mm. be rough on Christina. Don't agree. Mm. You know what, Empire? You're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> um, and just to just finish it off, there's a review where a sort of... Um, Roundup review from Mother Jones' website. Um, it says, finally, some bad Black Stack Mode reviews. They were a bit upset that it was getting a lot of praise, given the, the content and whatever. Um, mm. Talks about a New York Times review that concludes that the movie produces not a moan or a howl, but a slow, anxious groan. And as I mentioned before, Dylan, you can't, you just can't try to tell a morality tale you just can't try to tell a morality tale about how sexual abuse is damaging and then invite the viewer to lust after the character. Bit weird. Yeah. Bit hard to do that. That is weird. Yeah. It is very odd. But, you know, if it wasn't for that, I think it'd be a pretty good film overall. Yeah, it's almost like lean either way. It's, it kind of feels like they wanted to have a character who was sexually promiscuous but then wanted to give her a, a reason for it you know that she has to be cured which is how it plays out yeah yeah but in turn i will say this dylan it did make me think a bit like how monster made me think like every time you've seen somebody who just looks like life has beaten them up or they're doing something crazy they're on drugs they're in jail whatever it did remind me to like oh that person's got a story there are reasons why it's happened to them um you know, try and extend some empathy to those people who are who are going through tough times, not just yeah. you know lock them up and throw away the key, which is kind of what he was doing. Was that an agree? 
<laughs> oh. You know what? Good on him at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, it was well made and well directed, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. There was a really nice moment um, in, in filmmaking um, moment where... And that is actually in that scene you mentioned where Christina's having having a fight with her mum in the grocery store. Simultaneously, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character's outside, and he's having a sort of date with a with a local woman that he sort of got a friendship relationship with. With the most pure woman in all of existence, that old pharmacist. Yes, just the nicest lady. In in stark contrast to to Christina, who's the worst, <laughs> you know. Uh, but they're on a bench, and then they're sort of singing to each, or she's singing because she's going to join the choir again. Very cliched. Yeah, church choir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But in the background, shit's going down, and then that's how it's. But that's the way it's framed, and the way there's like action in the foreground, action in the background. The way he's sort of caught between two worlds in that point is quite well mm-hmm. done, I thought. Yeah, well, definitely. Um, also, some nice scenes when they're playing the blues. I'm not huge in the blues myself. I don't know about you, Dylan. Oh, yeah, it's fine. I can take it or leave it, really. Yeah. But there's a nice moment where there's a little concert going on that, that Sam's playing at and Christina's um, dancing at. Like, it was very well done, I thought. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought it got a bit sing-songy at the end in the last 40 minutes or so. Yeah. But that's all right. Overall, pretty good. Overall, pretty good. It was on YouTube, which we could rent for, for you know, very easily and watch very easily. It's on a few places. I'm gonna I got rented on Amazon personally. Amazon, you're an Amazon boy, are you? I just like how it has like the trivia and the whole cast list when you pause. Yeah, sure. Really sells it. Yeah, that's true. I I just I just go to YouTube out of habit. Hmm. Expand your horizons. Nah, so you think it's, um, from what we've seen in the Chronicles, it's top half? Yeah, just. As yes. a movie? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And also, mm. that's where the bloody Samuel L. Jackson staring meme, meme comes from. He knew. It's this movie. Yeah. He knew. Except us now, after we watched it. And then we can include a few of those on the socials this week. Good day. <laughs> Now, Dylan, can you please tell me what's coming up next on the Christina Chronicles? Oh, I'm not too sure, to be honest. I can right. work. Why don't you just pat out for a second while we you look at it? You could cut this out. No, I mean, you really we, wanted to. What the listeners want, so. Oh, you don't have to include this part. <laughs> I'm unprepared with the filmography list. Come on, mate. What about it's war? bloody yeah. home of the brave, isn't yeah. it? And Sam's back. I think. Oh, yeah, he's done a double double feature with Christina. Good on him. Okay. What else we got? Got, uh... What do we see here? I don't know who... Oh, Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. Hello. There's a... I don't see how much. Just Timberlake connection. What do you mean? Is it he married Jessica Biel? Is he? Pretty sure. Bit unfair. You don't get to win that much at life, do you? What do you mean? That's all part of it. I mean, you already get to be like a famous musician, get one of the most famous songs in history, and you, and you get to marry Jessica Biel? No. 
It's too much. I think that that's that's the reward you get for being JT. Yeah, too much. Oh, 50 cent, mate. Oh, hello. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I mean, looks all right. Looks like a war film. Yeah, all right. Why not? I'm just going to give me one second. I'll just see if this is actually available anywhere easily for us. Probably not. Because that gives us an indication. Home of the Brave, you said? Oh, its budget was $12 million. Guess what its box office was? What? 500000 Ooh. It's Look, a bomb. According to my... Quick Google, it's on Prime Video, Amazon. I think I think we're good. I think we're in the era of everything being available for rent now. Fingers I crossed. Think Fingers crossed. We've done our sailing. Done our years of sailing. <laughs> we're over it. We're on land now. <laughs> land ho. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a, a pretty interesting and, you know, we've seen some stinkers here, to be honest. Let's face it. Face facts. We've seen some stinkers. Ooh. Not quite there. Land it's pretty mountain. good. But also pretty disturbing and confusing in a lot of ways. So it's a challenging film, I think is what they call it. Yeah. Like. And Home of the Brave, look, she's not on the poster, so I can see here. So that doesn't fill me with hope for the Chronicles. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, right, right. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, it's been nice talking about uh, Black Snake Mode. It's the name of the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we've got a huge back catalogue of Christina Ricci and non-Christina Ricci content in our back catalogue, so please get amongst all that. You'll find something that you like. What you doing? Something everybody yeah, out yeah. there. We've got something for Christina Ricci fans, and we've got something for people that aren't Christina Ricci fans. We cover everyone here. Well, what could you want? Exactly. All right. Well, you're on the socials too if you want to get in touch there and follow along during the week. But until next time, Dylan, I'm going to say, I miss you, Christina. I miss you, Christina. I miss you,